You have found Authentic Business Adventures, a business program that brings you the struggle stories and triumphant successes of business owners across the land. We're locally underwritten by the Bank of Sun Prairie. My name is James Kateman, entrepreneur, author, speaker, and helpful coach to small business owners across the country. And today we're welcoming slash preparing to learn from Art, the new owner of Prairie Jewelers. So Art, how are you doing today? Good, doing good. I'm excited to be here. Uh, well, I should say more importantly, my wife is excited that I'm here. Yes. <laughs> so tell us, uh, you bought Prairie Jewelers recently. Yeah. Uh, how recently are we talking? Two years ago, I bought Two it. Two years ago, okay. So fairly, you've been around a little bit. Yeah. So did you own a jewelry store before? No, I've never owned a jewelry store. I've been in the jewelry business though for 33 years. All right, well that's a while. That's a while, so yeah. you know your fancy rocks. Yeah. <laughs> so what made you buy this? Did it just come across your plate? Did somebody reach out to you? Did you knock on the door and say, hey, I got a bag of money? <laughs> Pretty much all three of those things. Oh, really? Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so take you back into, into the March, right? at the beginning of the pandemic. So 2020. 2020. Oh, perfect time. Yeah, everybody loved that time. Everybody <laughs> loved it. Yeah, see it in two weeks and we'll save the world. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so uh, I, was, I was on my two week hiatus yeah. and, um, and I thought, I wonder what Mike's doing. Mike? So Mike Durant, the okay. previous owner of the store. All right. And I came down and, and, and saw Mike and, and asked him, so how's it going? And he goes, you want to buy a jewelry store? And I said, <laughs> so what are we talking about here? And so yeah. um, I knew he was serious because uh, he had been talking about retiring for the last four years or so. All right. And um, so we got down to the nitty gritty of it all and, and, and it felt right. My wife was positive. All she right. said, you're never going to get a shot like this. Yeah. Go for it. All right. And um, with the pandemic and COVID, it was kind of a crazy time, but it just, mm. it just felt right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you knew Mike for a while before? Not, well, a little bit. A little okay. bit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And were you looking to purchase a business necessarily or? No. No. Okay. No. I wasn't, but I think I'll... Uh, all people kind of have that sort of dream to be their own, oh, yeah. their own uh, business owner mm -hmm. and, and to take that leap. Yeah. But there's a lot of fear that goes along with it, of course, too. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it depends which one wins, right? Right. You're just going to stay kind of hidden or are you going <laughs> to right. go for it? And so, uh, so yeah, uh, we talked a little bit more throughout the summer and, mm -hmm. and, then, um, and then I decided, yeah, I'm going to do it. All right. Yeah. Took about five months or so to pull the trigger on that. You know, that's pretty short. I guess I've sold... Uh, I've sold one of my businesses and I've helped a few people sell their businesses and I always like in the back of my head I'm just like a week right we'll get a couple of attorneys accountants go through the books I mean we could just bang this out no problem right but there's emotion and I suppose anytime you involve attorneys it takes longer yeah just cuz yeah. <laughs> yeah. $250 an hour they wanted to <laughs> right so it's interesting just the process Mm -hmm. I guess it's not like going to pick up a, a cup of coffee or something like that. Like it's more, right? There's more to it. A lot of moving parts. Yeah, it had a structure of business. You yeah. Know? Um, I believe Mike was sole proprietor, and and I have an LLC. All right. You know, so you know how do you do it, and what's the right way to do it, and what do you name it, and oh. do you change the name. Sure. You know, do you do that, or mm -hmm. do you do business as? Have a name and do business as. All you right. Know, that was all the. Sure. All the thought process. Too. So, to, so a lot of times when people sell a business, 
the new owner wants them to stay on a little bit to show them how stuff was run and all that jazz. So mm -hmm. how did you guys figure that out? Oh, I'm blessed in that way. All right. Mike is a, my goldsmith still. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So he sold me the store, mm -hmm. but with the intention of me keeping him on as being the goldsmith. So basically, Mike can come in and do his goldsmith work. Yeah. But he doesn't have to stay till five or All six. Right. <laughs> he can dip in here in the morning, get All his right. work done, and and leave. So he can make it, write his own schedule. Gotcha. So he's yeah. not chained to the store. Right. You get to be chained to the store. I have to be chained to the store. <laughs> but right. it's nice because his older customers that have come in and and have gotten to know him over the last forty years, they see a, a friendly face in Mike, and right. and, and they know that uh, that they're in good hands with me. All right. Yeah. I saw, you touched on a good point, because I imagine, well, first, I don't know much about jewelry stores, um, but I imagine trust is a huge factor, because you're essentially trusting the proprietor or the salesperson to tell you this is worth a lot of money Yeah. to a person like me who's like, I yeah. have no idea what that is worth. Yeah, it's, it's all about trust. If you don't have trust in this business, you don't have a business. All right. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So... Are there any other employees besides yourself and Mike? Nope, just me. Just you, just all right. Me. So you're here all the time. <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> I, I, do, I, do have a, I do have a note, be back in five minutes all right. if, I, if I have to run to the bank or something like that. Sure. But yeah. All right. Yeah. So since you bought the business and pandemic has subsided, has business gone up, plateaued, is it down? I mean, yeah. how is the jewelry business? Interesting question. Um, so... Our store did very flat numbers during, I guess, the last two years. Okay. Except for some peaks and valleys. Mm -hmm. um, this year, it's supposed to be down, but I have gotten so much traffic in the last oh. three weeks. All right. So I, I think it's on the upswing for me, at least. Sure. Well, and now I don't know why, but it has. Um, over the country, mm -hmm. many jewelry stores have exceeded expectations in the last two years because oh, wow. of all the influx of money mm -hmm. and people weren't able to travel. Mm -hmm. And so they did a little retail therapy on the higher oh, end. Oh, sure. Stuff. Okay. So a lot of ladies, I think, were able to trade up on their engagement rings and such in those last two years. Got it. All right. Well, those guys are complaining now because those numbers aren't there. Oh, okay. So, they thought that they could maintain. They thought they could maintain, yeah. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Which, yeah. So you, in the store, I see a lot of stuff. I see necklaces, I see watches, rings. I mean, we got a whole plethora of stuff going on here. Yeah. When you purchase the business, I imagine you purchase inventory. Yes. And, I mean, Mike had the business for how long before? Mike owned the business since 82, so okay. 38 oh, 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 years. That's a while. Th yeah. All right. Yeah. So when you buy a business or you buy a jewelry store, you have all the inventory. So I imagine you have to figure out how to buy that, right? Well, I was, I'm in a lucky spot where Mike, Mike's inventory mm -hmm. and my inventory are combined in the okay. store. And so, um, so when I sell something, Mike gets paid and I get paid a little bit. All right. And uh, we just, we're just running it that way. Oh, okay. So it's almost consignment. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you didn't have to come up with some huge bag of money to buy all the jewelry in the store. Right. Okay. Right. So, I mean, this is just me not knowing about jewelry stores. How do normal jewelry stores do it typically? Do they have, is it like a car lot where they have a loan? 
of on jewelry or are they just you mean selling it or just in business just to have the inventory because i imagine there's oh, a lot right. of a lot yeah. of volume you got to have a lot of choices and all yeah. this kind of stuff because nobody knows what they want i believe uh, most of them start very small mm -hmm. and put all of their resources into buying inventory oh and just build up gradually and build up gradually okay um i've heard of others that get a uh, small business loans okay um recently some have gotten Grants, all right. Oh, uh, small okay. Grants to to do that. Uh, all right. Depending on what segment of uh, of uh, ownership you sure. are. Sure. Um, so, but generally, it's just very slow and and building. All right. Um, and if I don't have something, mm -hmm. me personally, I can always memo something in. All right. Yeah. So this is so fascinating because I I guess I never really thought about jewelry stores. How many suppliers for jewelry are there? <laughs> is there just a few or is there oh my gosh. millions? Uh, there's, well, I've worked at several different jewelry stores and okay. some of our, some of the stores that I've worked at, mm -hmm. we've had, I think, 300 different vendors. 300? 300. Well, that's a lot to keep track of. Right. Oh, of course, God. of course you don't do a lot of business right. with, but there's, there's specific vendors that do just one thing really well and All right. that's who you go to if, if, All right. if that's something you need done. So for the, the clocks, the watches, are you buying directly from the manufacturer or do they have distributors that you're going through? Uh, from the manufacturer. You are? The okay. Vendor. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. is so interesting. It's fascinating how some industries work certain ways and others. I came from the printer and computer side mm -hmm. and you couldn't buy something from HP or IBM or Xerox. You had to go through one of three distributors okay. that you had to pay to be able to buy something from them. Like pay a membership fee. <laughs> right, right, right. To get in the door. To get in there, yeah. Right. And uh, Amazon came along and you could buy stuff from Amazon cheaper than you could from your wholesaler. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, lesson. Well, lesson. Yeah, that's what triggered me to that. sell that business. <laughs> like, okay, I can't win. Got it. I'm out. Right. So it's interesting that you can buy stuff directly from the manufacturer. Yeah. So I imagine that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing, and of course they vet you. you sure, know? okay. <laughs> Make sure you're in that business. All right. In the business, uh, and I mean some some vendors are better than others. Of All course. right. Some vendors um, hold you hostage to what you can sell their merchandise for. You oh, can't, you okay. Can't sell it lower than what they tell you to. All right. Or you'll lose that account. Sure. Yeah. All right. Now, when it comes to jewelry, I see looking at rings here. Do people? No, like the run-of-the-mill customer, are they as ignorant as me, or they're just like, oh, that's a ring, or do they know exactly what they're looking for as far as brand or okay, any of that. So, so that's a real open-ended question. Okay, well, it's more yeah. curiosity. So, so if I if I bring it back to the most obvious question of of if somebody's looking for an engagement ring, mm -hmm. they come in here. They they usually do a little bit of uh, of of research okay you know what's a diamond what am i supposed to look for right. what am i how much am i supposed to pay sure and, you know what's the reasonable amount right. that i'm going to get myself into and they do a lot of research okay and then i have guys that just kind of stumble in you know and wide-eyed not sure what they're looking for and and i yeah <laughs> and you know and and my thing is is Going back to uh, being trustworthy and and honest and mm -hmm. and and uh, information it, that I give you is always going to be uh, upfront. 
All right. I want to educate you as much as you want to be educated. Mm -hmm. But it goes back to if you're happy with a purchase and right. happy with a uh, with a piece and what it looks like. Mm -hmm. That's all that really matters. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Are there I don't, fancier brands than others when it comes to jewelry? Because oh. I guess to my eye. All jewelry looks fancy, so I don't know if there's like the Pinto of jewelry versus the right. the Bugatti of jewelry or right. something like that. Well, going back to the vendors, um, I'll just throw out like Rolex. Sure. Not everybody can get Rolex. All right. Um, and then there's under other under under that sort of same sort of cloud, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, you you can't get certain bridal. Oh. Um, vendors to you can't sell certain vendors unless you give them a three hundred thousand dollar open uh, ended buy. All right, you know you buy into them for three hundred sure. grand and and then you then you can order from them. Interesting. So okay. so some of them bar you out, but right. some of them, the ones I deal with, mm -hmm. they don't do that. All right, they don't do that. So when you say is some better than others, some are better than others, mm -hmm. but. Anything you buy is going to be as good as you can afford or want to purchase. Sure. Does okay. that make sense? It I does. Mean, yeah. I guess yeah. to a point. To me. Yeah. So a ring, let's say as an example, because we're sitting right here. Uh -huh. There's nothing mechanical about it. Yeah. I mean, it seems like from a technology point of view, it's a rock and a chunk of metal. Okay. I guess from my point of view, right? Right. But I imagine there must be something different sure. about them. <laughs> sure. Sure. So, I mean, if, yeah, okay. So with gold. Yeah. Um... There's varying different carats of gold. Okay. I don't even know what that means. I've, know, I've heard know, carats know, before, okay. but right, right. is so, it purity? So purity. Okay. 24 carat gold is 100% gold. All right. So it's going to be yellow all the time because mm -hmm. it's gold out of the earth, 24 carat. All right. You've heard of 18 carat gold? Yep. 18, 18 carat gold. Yeah. Right. Okay. 18 carat gold is 18 parts gold. And six parts something else, something the other alloys that they mix oh, into it. Oh, so somebody sometime long ago said we're splitting gold into twenty-four parts, and we're, that's our measurement. Yeah, got it. Okay, yeah. so fourteen karat gold is fourteen parts gold right. and ten parts alloys. Interesting. And with those alloys, you can make white gold or okay. yellow gold or rose gold. All right. Yeah. Interesting. So, uh, what makes one better than the other? Mm-hmm. Um, Nothing's better, but it's more expensive if it has more gold content. Sure. Okay. Most people buy 14 karat gold nowadays. Okay. And in America, is 14 karat white gold. All right. And is the reason being because they like the color of the white or the durability, I imagine, because gold is pretty soft? Um, not so much durability. Nobody buys it. Oh, that's durable. Oh, really? Okay. No. <laughs> All right. It's, it's, it's uh, optics, what they like, oh. marketing, their friends. All right. It's what they grew up to, accustomed to. Got it. All right. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and so 14 karat gold with a round diamond is usually generally what uh, engagement customers look for. All right. So we got to talk about diamonds. Okay. Because that's, uh, I guess, you got a lot of them here in uh, varying <laughs> yeah. sizes. Yeah. So... Are you, I guess, do people 
choose a cut and then a ring is custom made or are they buying it off the shelf or right right it could be either way okay it could be either way all right if we're lucky enough that i have the ring ready to go and i like it i'll take it right that's a blessing right nice (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't happen very often usually it does not does it's not all right it's usually that a customer comes in and they they have an idea of what they like all right oftentimes built from a Pinterest page that, <laughs> that their girlfriend has built okay. up. All right. Honey, this is what I want. All right. Um, and uh, they say, do you have something like this? Yeah. And I may or may not. If I don't, I can build it. I can, right. find, I can find it. And, and, and if I can't find it already mm-hmm. made, I can custom make it. All right. And do you so, do that here? I, I no. I okay. Mean, well, uh, some things I do here, All right. but some things I I have a, a custom computer generated uh, oh. guy jeweler that that makes the rings. All right, he, fancy. Yeah, yeah. All right. He he builds the waxes. I get the wax approved. All right. And then we go forth and and have it cast and have oh, the nice. diamond set. Yeah. The whole centrifuge and all that kind yep. of stuff. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So tell me the diamonds. I guess when you're getting diamonds are you getting the rings as we see them here in the box and everything or so so when so these are these are actually this is this is one of my major um, vendors that I use is in the lady okay and these are all samples all right so I sell and I sell off of a sample mm-hmm. idea so it, when a customer likes a certain ring or a sample we talk about how much the the semi the mount the ring is without the center stone okay we call that a semi mount all right all right okay and then we talk about what kind of diamond you want set into the semi mount oh, to make the engagement. all right so you know uh, a center stone can be anywhere from 400 500 dollars up mm-hmm. to 8000 20000 sure. 50000 diamond whatever yeah yeah whatever you want <laughs> all right so and then also with with a with a ring system like this, I can, I always call it Frankensteining. All right. If it, if it isn't exact, mm-hmm. then we can use two or three rings and combine those things oh. and make a ring. All right. So if somebody likes, for example, now we're kind of getting technical, but sure, <laughs> that's all right. There's a thing called with diamonds around the center stone. It's called a halo. Okay. So you could put a halo on a different ring shank. All right. There's different kinds of ring shanks. Oh, you can God. have <laughs> you can have a split shank that opens up. You can have a, a thin band shank, and All right. you know, yeah, and you can have a, a a cushion halo or a round halo. You know, so there's many things to think about when, right. you're, when you're making a ring. Can get pretty elaborate. Yeah. Interesting. And besides all that, you could set a sapphire. All right. Rather than a diamond, into all metal. right, that's popular. So you have stone also. choices, just stone a choices, of... yeah. All right, yeah. So I mentioned there's a skill set that you have for knowing <laughs> how to talk to the customer yeah. and kind of steer them towards figuring out what they want, as well as knowing what you can even offer. How do you gain that knowledge? How do you get there? Yeah, right. Because I imagine you can't just pull somebody off the street and be like, "You're not my new employee." Yeah, yeah. Sell stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it, I try. I tend to try and read people pretty quickly and mm-hmm. and be gentle All because right. it's a it's a very intimidating thing coming into a store. Mm-hmm. So the last thing that you really want to talk about is money because it's the least romantic thing. It's <laughs> money, right? But sometimes that's the first thing that comes out of a guy's mouth because he wants 
me to know exactly sure. how much. Give me the number. All this right. is it. This is it. All right. But also, um, you know, I want to be I want to be thoughtful for them. Money doesn't equate happiness. Sure. You know, and a lot of times not directly. Not directly. No. <laughs> but but oftentimes somebody will say. Yeah, I was thinking up to 5,000, you know, mm-hmm. but by the time we uh, figure it all out, he's happy with a ring combination and diamonds that's 4,200. Right. I'm not going to tap somebody out sure. just because I can. All right. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. All right. Put an $800 inscription in there. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you've done this, you've been in the jewelry business for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, since uh, 33 years. That's a while. All right. Yeah. So when did you first get in the jewelry business? <laughs> right out of college. Well, was it one of those like I want to be a, a jeweler, or that, is it one of those that, like, hey, this guy's got a job. Yeah. I need a job. Here we are. Yeah, I needed a job. All right. So I. Uh, it's kind of a funny story because my wife was working in uh, a florist inside of a mall. Oh, okay. And she was going to college, mm-hmm. and I had just graduated. All right. And she was working in a florist right next to a jewelry store, and the, the manager comes uh, next door, and she says, she says, Penny, do you need a full-time job? I need, a, I need somebody at my jewelry store. And she says, no, but I know someone who does. <laughs> and uh, the next day, I, I interviewed. All right. At, no, well, two days later, I interviewed, and... Uh, <coughs> And thus started my my journey in jewelry. Nice. All right. Uh, yeah. So, so I was a credit clerk, and then right. I became a salesman, and then and then after being in sales, you know, your motivation, mm-hmm. you, you want to become a manager. Sure. And um, climbing the ladder. So I was climbing the ladder, and so I was in corporate jewelry, and and uh, and then made my way into Madison. And, All right. Yeah, yeah. What is corporate jewelry? Well, it's, uh, I worked for Fred Meyer Jewelers. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So just yeah, a bigger chain company. Stores chain or? stores. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I was just trying to picture like a bunch of CEOs buying rings. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So what was your training like when you got that first job? Oh, uh, just threw you right into it. Oh, just uh, have at it. Yeah, have <laughs> at it and, um, and s- smile and talk. All right. You know, and... Uh, the the first jewelry store I worked for was a credit jeweler. Okay. And so basically, that was completely opposite of what I'm doing now. All Mostly, right. it, because it, from that experience, I was basically trying to open accounts for some people to get them as much credit as they could, so that oh. they were able to purchase as much jewelry as they could. Okay. So they're essentially taking out loans? Yeah. On jewelry. Security agreements. Interesting. Yeah. And you guys were running the financing right there? Did you run it through a bank? Yeah, we would would run the financing. Okay. We would sell the accounts eventually to Wells Fargo. Oh, wow. Yeah, this back in the 90s. Out of of the Bay Area. What could go wrong? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Things can go wrong. All right. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. So from a, like somebody comes in off the street, and they're like, hey, I want credit to buy some jewelry. Are they expecting the jewelry to appreciate? Like they're treating it like an investment? No, no, they just don't have the funds to buy it. Gotcha, okay, yeah. they want something, they can't afford it, so they're gonna get credit so that they right. can afford it. 
Right. Got it. But okay. I moved on from that jewelry store four years after I right. worked there. But it was good, solid um, experience. Sure. It had to deal with people, had to deal My with bet. emotion, right. had to deal with stress. <laughs> you know, uh, for sure. But I imagine four years at a job now is forever. Compared, yeah, I guess right. compared to some of the re resumes that I've seen. Yeah. So it's interesting. And I imagine. You said in the 80s? or when, That was, was in the 90s. 90s, okay. Yeah. So internet Early was 90s. not much not, of a thing. Non-existent. All right. So I imagine just doing credit checks and stuff like that where uh, you make a phone call or how do you call Experian or whoever? Yeah, no, we type it in and then we get the Oh, nice. All right, the dot matrix thing. Yep. All right. Rip it off and check it out, see how many ones people had. Oh, funny. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Bankruptcy. Let's talk about this bankruptcy. All right. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So you let's go back to you buying this jewelry store. Okay. Yeah. I mean you <laughs> bouncing around. Like, well, that's what we do. It's all yeah. good. All good. So you're in a strip mall in Sun Prairie. Mm -hmm. I imagine that's got to be a different feel from the corporate jewelry stores. Yeah. So okay. So so taking us back before. Uh, so so Fred Meyer brought me out to. Madison. Okay. And then I worked in the malls mm -hmm. for several years. All right. And then I became manager of Chalmers Jewelers. Oh, wow. Sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, so going from, from the mall in, in, to, to Chalmers, I was, I was thrust right into a huge uh, independent jewelry store. Yeah, where, big one. Yeah, very big. Biggest in, in the county for sure. Okay. And, um, and, Managing all, all those uh, sorts of of uh, jobs, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, we had the the salespeople, the jewelers, mm -hmm. the office people, and um, that's where I, I learned a lot and and how to do business in right. an independent environment for nice. sure. Nice, okay, a lot. So after years with with Chalmers Jewelers, I moved to. Uh, Goodman's Jewelers downtown okay. on State Street. Sure. And so from I was a sales manager at Goodman's Jewelers. All right. And so that's where I had my foothold of in independent uh, jewelry store, mm -hmm. and learning that. And then I bought the store. So yeah, it's All very right. different. Everywhere yeah. I've been is very different. From the mall setting sure. to Chalmers <laughs> to downtown Goodman's, All right. being the, the very old established uh, yeah. people. Everybody loves Goodman's Jewelers mm -hmm. and and the brothers and uh, what they've done for the for the county. Right, and and that's where you learn also how to be a good steward. Is mm. when I worked at Goodman's, is seeing John Hayes, the owner of, of Goodman's, how he treats uh, the community and, and his customers. All right, so so here I am in a small. Uh, <laughs> Taking it back to Prairie Jewelers right. in a small strip mall, I'm I'm at a different level, a very a smaller level, mm -hmm. but I'm still very community minded. Yeah, uh, I love uh, some Prairie mm -hmm. community, and but not just that. I have I have the, the surrounding community customers that come and see me all the time. Oh wow! Oh yeah, I got, I, my DeForest customers. I love those guys. One day I had three customers from Rio. Oh really? From Rio, come in and and uh, and. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. They and probably all knew each other, right? It was a pretty small. No, town. none of them knew each other. It was oh, very funny. odd. Very all right. Odd. But uh, but yeah, yeah. Very different everywhere I've worked. Interesting. Yeah. All right. I imagine just the, uh, I mean the places that you named, just the uh, walk-in traffic, has got to be different because State Street, you got people coming and going all the time. Yeah. Where I would think Chalmers is probably more of a destination. Yeah. Where it's located, mm -hmm. memory serves. Yeah. 
that I'm in the mall, I mean, it's going to be a different game. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Um, I am a destination, mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. So if somebody walks through my door, I know that they're here with a purpose. Sure. And, and they're not, not just killing time. Not just killing time. Wife is at the store or whatever. Okay. Yeah. And so, but it's nice. It, it again, it's my store is just me. Mm -hmm. So everything relies, goes through me, relies on me. Mm -hmm. And, and I have just enough traffic to keep everyone happy. All right. And I have to say my customers are very, uh, they're great because they they understand that if I'm with one person and somebody comes in, sure. they they understand that and they right. allow me to help them both. Sometimes I oh, can nice. juggle customers. Okay. And sometimes I can, you know, they'll just wait patiently. All so, right, yeah, patient, patient. Holy hell. I know, <laughs> I know. Is that a thing? That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So you've owned the business for a couple of years now. Mm -hmm. Are there any regrets? No. No. Okay. Well, that's good. No. Is there anything that you're like, oh my gosh, I wish I would have known that? Wish I would have. Yeah. Oh, I think every, I wish I would have. There's a lot of regret, not regrets, but sometimes when you buy certain inventory, mm -hmm. that's my only regret. And that's a pathetic little regret. I mean, well, you know. I mean, you don't know until you don't know fact, until right? you do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, certain pieces of inventory that I bought that are still here after 18 months, I'm like, ah, why did I do that? <laughs> you know, that's liquidity sure. that could have went somewhere else. Got it. All right. That's a small regret, and that's a very easy learning curve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I imagine with any retail store, you have inventory, mm -hmm. and you probably don't order it, and it shows up the next day. You're probably guessing mm -hmm. or estimating what people are going to want a few weeks or months down the road based on trends and fads and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. So I mean, the people that I know that own retail stores, some of them they're looking out six nine months ahead. Because when they place their order for Christmas, they're placing it in March or April yeah. for the following, trying to figure out like what's going to be the Tickle Me Elmo in nine months right? or whatever <laughs> it is. Me Elmo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're trying yeah. to figure out what the trend is going to be when right. you don't know. Right. The th my store is not a trendy store. Okay. My store is a classics, solid, uh, gift-giving store. Okay. And and not uh, the small, tiny little purchase that that comes and goes. Got it. Okay. I, my customers, my solid customers, are the ones that buy engagement rings, mm -hmm. anniversary bands. All right. And maintain those relationships. Got it. Through their uh, specific gift giving throughout the year. <laughs> All right. Fair. Fair. <laughs> maintain the relationships. It's more timeless. Yeah. Yeah. More timeless. Than, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So from working at all these other places before you got to this place, I imagine you learned some things not to do with a jewelry store. So you saw like, oh, those are mistakes or those are things that I can see they're operating that way. I don't want to. What are some of the things that you picked up on that you learned that you did not want to do? Right. I, well, I don't want to get myself into a, an agreement with a vendor mm -hmm. that forces me to purchase inventory that I oh. don't want. Okay. So there are those vendors that say, well, yeah, I can, I can ship you this bead, mm -hmm. but you have to buy three of these other beads that nobody else wants. Oh. So that's a situation <laughs> okay. that, that I've seen happen. And wow. unfortunately, the, the, the situations that that happened under, mm -hmm. nobody knew that that was coming until oh. it happened. Okay. And then you're just oh. in trouble with it. All right. It. Yeah. 
Yeah. Got it. Uh, so what else? Um, I think it's mostly inventory. It's like okay. it's like getting yourself stuck with a bunch of inventory that you don't want. Because right. what is that? That's an anchor. Right. Yeah. It's really a bad. Yeah. Thing. It's just capital sitting there that's not necessarily appreciating or earning you anything. Right. Yeah. So I imagine just like any retail store, you bank on turnover. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's taking up space, not moving. Yeah. And most things, not most things, but some things I can get in less than three days. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I can get loose diamonds tomorrow. All right. So that's a beautiful thing about diamonds. All right. It's the ring itself that needs to be manufactured. Got it. Yeah. All right. So... Tell me, the diamond thing is always just <laughs> so interesting to me. I know, me too. Like, uh, I <laughs> so I just imagine, is there some warehouse? Or I imagine maybe it's just like a room because diamonds aren't that big. <laughs> but right. Where diamonds, all the diamonds are, and they just get distributed to all the jewelry stores? Or how does that right. distribution work? Yeah. yeah. Um, so... So generally speaking, there's there's diamond vendors okay. that are out of large cities. Okay. New York, Chicago, Los Angeles. Okay. And these large companies, they'll either focus on they'll focus usually on three different kinds of diamonds. Oh. Okay. Some are some are more expensive, mm-hmm. well cut diamonds that are that cost more. Okay. Some are the bulk of everything. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, we have a little bit of everything. And then some are more specialty cuts right. or or um, high value color diamonds, say you know like a canary yellow diamond. Right. Some are very specific that way. Okay. So um, so you're right. I mean, it doesn't take a whole lot of room to have a whole bunch of diamonds. Right. But their their business model is to is to take the call, give you the price, mm-hmm. ask you if you want it, and get it in a FedEx box as soon as possible out the door and to you. All right. And so, and, the, and again, that's trust. Yeah. Have I gone through diamond vendors that, yeah, this is what I have and this is what I send you and it's a and it's a disappointment. Piece of glass or something. Not, not glass, but, <laughs> not but it's just not graded. It's just sure. not, not as nice a diamond as, 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 right. was, as was uh, explained to me All right. or, or such. And, um, and, and those ones you tend to not order from anymore. All right. you, know, you stick with the ones that you trust, mm-hmm. that deliver, and give you what is, uh, is expected. All right. Yeah. And how do you learn what to look for in a diamond? Because, I mean, you see the little glasses and those things are so small. Yeah, just experience. But, I mean, uh, diamonds are graded off of, of, of a few different things. Sure. The, the four C's. Right. You got Cut, clarity. Oh, my goodness gracious. I should know this. <laughs> my wife is like, oh, my God. <laughs> Cut, clarity, color, color, and carat weight. Oh, okay. And how heavy it is. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So it's all graded on these four different things, and that's right. a whole other story. But so basically, you, uh, the Gemological Institute of America came up with these guidelines, mm-hmm. and, and and as jewelers, we we uh, we try and stick by those sort of grading 
systems. All right. And you said, how do you know? It's just from experience. It's a, well, under a microscope, you're looking at it. And All right. How many inclusions give you clarity and the okay. location and the size and the color and all these different things. And it's no way to really explain to a person until you just dive sure. into it. Yeah. So are they, a lot of those, I think of something like color. Mm-hmm. That seems to be almost a subjective judgment. Right? Or is there some kind of laser that they shoot at it and they're like, this is a right. whatever color. Yeah. Science Col- says it's this. Yeah, color is actually lack of color. Oh, okay. So, so diamonds are graded upside down against master stones. Okay. So there's, there's stones that gemologists have set up with, with okay, um, so color starts at D. And okay. then it goes down the alphabet. D-E-F okay. is colorless. All right. G-H-I-J is near colorless. All right. And then L-M on down is, is just warmer and warmer and warmer as it goes. So, Got it. So if you compare a diamond that you don't know the color on to a master set oh. of of color stones, mm-hmm. you can match it up. You can go, okay, it's a G, H, it's I. It matches up to the I and the All color. Right. And so that's the way they can grade it. Because okay. your net, your eye, you, there's no way your your eye can distinguish uh, an E to a G if, if I went, okay, what's that? And you're looking at it. There's sure. no way you're, you're going to go, oh, All that's right. a G. And then that. But if you held them together, you'd go, that. That E looks right. wider than the G. Okay. I imagine even just different light. You're outside, 100%. fluorescent light. Or... 100%. All right. Yeah. That's, Interesting. that's what makes diamonds so... Well, you said subjective, and, mm-hmm. but they're graded objectively. All right. That's... Okay. But people's tastes and their eyes, they, they, they like one thing or the other All right. oftentimes. So the market may say... I oh. like the look of an H. Yeah. So, Art, you mentioned lab diamonds. Yeah. Is that what they call them? Lab-created diamonds. Lab-created diamonds. Lab-grown diamonds. Lab-grown. Yeah. So can you tell us about those? Sure. Um, so this is a, an example of, of my small lab-grown uh, collection. And I, I see that I've sold a, quite a few here that, are, that need to be replaced. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah. So lab-grown diamonds are, I'll just kind of show you, they are diamonds that are grown in a lab. Right. Basically, uh, instead of, of them mined. being mined out of the ground, mm-hmm. delivered to the surface of the earth by a volcano, like natural diamonds are, All right. they're delivered in a... Uh, in a uh, basically not an oven or anything like that, but they're grown. They're grown, lab grown. All right. And uh, with a lab grown diamond, you can get a whole lot of diamond for a lot less money. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, it's a very affordable way to have a, a diamond, but uh, and a good diamond, mm-hmm. but not pay the natural diamond prices. Sure. Is there any downside? The downside is most likely the, the only downside is is the uh, the reason you buy jewelry at all is all right. the uh, tradition mm-hmm. the folklore the romance of having a, a diamond mm-hmm. 
Some might argue that's the reason you should buy a lab-grown. So there's a lot of emotions involved in, in terms of buying a natural diamond um, over a lab Okay, diamond. sure. So I have folks who buy uh, natural diamonds for their engagement ring, but they're very happy with, with a pair of lab-grown diamond stud earrings that right. sparkle yeah. and give off all sorts of uh, brilliance and scintillation for more than half or less than half the price of natural. Oh, so it's a pretty substantial difference. Very substantial. All right. Yeah. And like, to me, that looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can people, right. can people tell? Like, oh, that's a lab-grown diamond. No, you have to be very trained to, right. to, to even have an idea that they're uh, lab-grown or over, over natural. All right. Yeah. There's a danger in that, too, because, uh, you know. You buy something that you're told is real. Right. Is it lab-grown? Well, the beauty of, of all of my lab-grown diamonds, they all have a, a lab-grown cert number engraved on their girdle on oh, the wow. side of the diamond. All right. You can't see it with your eye, but I can see it under a microscope. Okay. So that, that keeps everybody, um, everybody uh, aware of, of what's lab-grown and what's not. All right. Yeah. With the idea being that you couldn't then sell it as a real one and somebody says, hey. Exactly. Got it. Exactly. Yeah. So some, some, some people would, they want lab-grown diamonds throughout their engagement ring also. All right. So it, it's all up to the customer. So mm -hmm. these rings are actually all very small lab-grown diamonds yeah. that I can have a lab-grown Loose oh, diamond that. set into it. All right. So, so the nice thing is, is I can give you what you want. Yeah. You know, um, at the price you you want, at, at the value that you want. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of in jewelry. There's so so much communication. All right. Because, you know, we were talking about the guy who walks in and doesn't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. I have to make sure that that I give him enough information that that he can make an informed decision. Right. But of course, you know, I can't go I can't have a five hour right. lecture over his the jewelry history of everything. Yeah. So so, you know, we we kind of uh of rally and talk about different things and, and mm -hmm. kind of get to the end. All right. And I make sure people are happy along the way, you know. You know, stop, take a breath. Enjoy the process. Right? Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Fair. It should be yeah. fun. Yeah. So, lab-grown diamonds, when they were, like, how long has, have these been around? Sure. Well, they've been around since the 70s. Have they really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. General Electric, well, probably the 60s, but the 70s, General Electric uh, uh, started making them. The thing was, they weren't, they weren't uh, gem quality, except okay. for a few of them. Okay. Because they were very yellow. Nitrogen makes diamonds yellow, and they couldn't keep the nitrogen out of, oh, of, of the process. Okay. But, but uh, in all essential purposes, lab-grown diamonds have been around for about six or seven years. And, but most recently, in the last two or three years, have been very uh, available. Mm, it's very been that recent. Yeah, pretty right. recent. So it's kind of a shock to the system, to uh, to the jewelry uh, industry. Right. Yeah. So has that come around because where natural diamonds come from is not necessarily the greatest, or I think it's opportunity. Okay. And also, um, uh, what is it? Uh, 
the availability of the machines to grow the diamonds All right. have been mass produced, thus producing more uh -huh. diamonds, okay. giving them more availability. Gotcha. So supply has gone up. Supply has gone up. All right. Because of supply. <laughs> sure. All right. Yeah. Demand's gone up because of supply. Sure. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I guess. Prediction-wise, do you? <laughs> I mean, do you speculate that that'll become more the norm, and the natural diamonds will become more of a a fancier thing, and their value will go up? I, or I, I, I'm only speculating. Sure. I mean, I won't hold you to it because I don't right, know right, either right. way. I do imagine that they will be very popular mm -hmm. because they're more accepted. All right. Yeah, that's okay. You got what you wanted. Mm-hmm. But to a certain group of people, they will definitely never be considered. All right. So, so overall, in our industry, I think we will sell a lot of lab-grown diamonds. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see, I guess, what yeah. happens. Just that's a conundrum. I mean, there's going to be there, there's still a there's a whole lot of jewelry stores though that will never sell lab diamonds. Oh really? Yeah. Like they yeah. won't. Oh, that's. Oh. That's not for us. All right. Yeah, well, I don't have that luxury. I sell what people want. <laughs> Fair. I'm Fair. not that way, you know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you, I guess we talked a lot about diamonds, rings, gold. Tell us about just some of the other things that you have here. Because it looks like you have a, sure. um, a medley. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, at my store at Prairie Jewelers, we have... We we do watch batteries, you know, right. simple simple things like watch batteries and jewelry repair. Mm -hmm. I have a jeweler on site, nice uh, Mike, the All old right. owner. Yep. He's he's still here. Does does jewelry repairs on site. Also, I have uh, I have some silver jewelry for gifts, lower price point. All right. Um, uh, I've got gold jewelry, uh, earrings, color stones, pendants. All right. I've got. Uh, Little little uh, crosses. I've got I've got a selection of a lot of different things. Gotcha. I imagine if you don't see it here, you can probably figure out how to I, get it. Yeah, yeah. Many going back to the vendor. <laughs> many right. resources that sometimes I can get things in the store in less mm -hmm. than a week. All right. Yeah. Oh wow, that's yeah. super cool. Yeah. So is there anything I guess that you would think if someone was considering opening up a jewelry store, <laughs> not in Sun Prairie? Yeah. <laughs> but we haven't considering opening up a jewelry store that you think, hey, you should know this. Or maybe this is something, the, the best kept secret of the industry that a uh, potential entrepreneur of a jewelry store should know? I would say customer service. I All mean, right. it sounds so cliche. Well, it's gone. You I'll, could argue pretty you. strongly customer service has gone down over the past few years. Yeah. I guess from my experience, not necessarily everywhere, but in a lot of places. Mine too. Yeah. Mine too. If you see a kiosk instead of a person, yeah. it probably wasn't like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. I, I mean, customer service and being op uh, communication mm -hmm. um, in, in the jewelry business is so important. Mm -hmm. Don't thrust your opinions on someone. All right. Let them expose what they want mm -hmm. and, and why they want it. All right. And if it's an absolute ridiculous situation <laughs> sure. then tell them why that's not a good idea all right but um i don't think there's any secrets except being honest and trustworthy and, and right. follow through fair follow well that's you for any business right yeah 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 name of the game yeah i love it um 
under promise over deliver. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Fair. So that's that. That's the game. Yeah. So you've had this business for a couple of years. Where do you see it going in the next, mm-hmm. let's say, three to five? Yeah, I uh, I see myself as the as the go-to in this regional area of the place you want to buy your engagement ring. All right. That's all I ask. Is that nice. is that if you're looking for an engagement ring or mm-hmm. a, or an anniversary band, yeah. that you that you make an appearance, walk through my door, give me a shot. All right. That's all I ask. That seems simple enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. People seem to be getting married all the time. So. Right. Engaged all the time. There's right. always love in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Right. That's yeah. funny. Uh, where can people find you? Just for address and website. Sure. Uh, sunprairiejewelers.com. All right. Easy enough. Easy. Yes, yeah, sunprairiejewelers.com. And uh, we're located at 976 West Main Street here in Sun Prairie. Uh, I often say right near Chang Jang Restaurant. Or if you don't know where Chang Jang Restaurant is, uh, right by uh, St. Vinny's, mm-hmm. and uh, we've been here for 40 years, and we have plenty of parking. 40 years, <laughs> and, uh, 40 years doing anything is a long time. So that's right. That's super cool. Well, I appreciate you being on the show, Art. Thank you. This has been Authentic Business Adventures, the business program that brings you the struggles, stories, and triumphant successes of business owners across the land. We are locally underwritten by the Bank of Sun Prairie. Authentic Business Adventures is brought to you by Calls on Call, offering call answering services for service businesses across the country on the web at callsoncall.com, as well as the Bold Business Book, a book for the entrepreneur and all of us, available wherever fine books are sold. We'd like to thank you, our wonderful listeners, as well as our guest, Art Fish, the owner, newish, <laughs> of Prairie <laughs> Jewelers. And Art, can you tell us that website one more time? sunprairiejewelers.com sunprairiejewelers.com also on facebook oh thank you a little bit instagram all that good stuff sure all right well it's endless endless speaking of which if you could do us a huge favor when you watch and listen to this if you can give us a big old thumbs up subscribe and of course share it with your entrepreneurial friends as well as the people that like jewelry because you know it can't hurt right it can't hurt Thank you for watching. We will see you next week. I want you to stay awesome. And if you do nothing else, enjoy your business.